You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk. For better or worse, it comes directly into your headspace as part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Ryan Andrews, back with you today. Not sounding so great. Just, I I don't know. Maybe I'm forcing this whole, hey, it's nice, let's go outside, when, you know, Nova Scotia's not exactly conducive to that. Like, even in May, it's still going to be like, yeah, we're going to send the wind, and it's going to be like five degrees. So enjoy that. But... When you have this kind of sun out there, I mean, you you really want to be out there. You want you want to be experiencing it. So I guess the price I pay is I sound kind of like crap, but you know, we will press on because there are things to talk about, important things to talk about, and we're going to talk about something particularly important later in the podcast that isn't Blue Jays related. So, you know, if you want to shut it off at the halfway point, I totally understand. Um, The Blue Jays are wrapping up their series with Minnesota. And the goal now is just to actually score against Minnesota because they've been blanked for 18 innings. It's been terrible trying to watch the Blue Jays flail away at the plate. And I, I can't even... I I can't even say there's hope in watching the Blue Jays at the plate lately just because it it doesn't look good. And it's not the usual, like, they look like they're flailing at everything. They they look like they don't have a plan. Granted, that's still there. But it, it just seems to be the same kind of thing every time with these Blue Jays. Like, they will... They get eaten up by pitches off the the outside corner of the plate. Like, and <laughs> this is going to sound really simplistic, but I'm starting to think the Blue Jays need to get in the batter's box a little bit more. Like, Rowdy Telez is probably the, the best one I can see for, like, getting into the batter's box, making sure they have back coverage. But if you have these umpires who are going to repeatedly call strikes on the outside corner of the plate, even if they don't look anywhere close to being strikes, maybe that's on the Blue Jays to make that adjustment to make sure they can actually cover that portion of the plate without, you know, just swinging through pitches like I saw so much yesterday. And... You know, you you can't even say they had that big of a hole to work with because I'm let's be positive for a sec. Aaron Sanchez did good yesterday. Didn't look like he was going to do good because that first inning was bad. It like everyone, everyone was holding their head in their hands like, oh, no, here we go again. Aaron's going to be wild. Aaron's going to walk home runs all game. Because that's what he did in the first inning. He gave Marwin Gonzalez a free RBI. And Marwin needs it because he ain't hitting either. So congrats on that. But just what he was able to do after that, though, 
was he was able to kind of settle down, find his groove finally, and and start getting pitches in there. Now, granted, he had his kryptonite yesterday, and that was Mitch Garver, which I have no explanation for Mitch Garner Garver. Sorry. The catcher's batting 367. He has seven home runs already. It makes no sense what the Twins catchers are able to do. He's already doubled his career total this season. In in 348 plate appearances, he had seven home runs. In 60 plate appearances this season, Mitch Garver has seven home runs. That makes no sense. I do not fault Aaron Sanchez for that at all. And like I said, Sanchez went out there and, and battled well. He he found his groove and was able to go out there and give the Blue Jays' bullpen a rest, which they desperately needed considering some of the outings they've had to put in this these past few days. So I applaud Aaron Sanchez for what he did there. And I this this totally would have been the time for him to go to the media afterwards and say, yeah, I wish I had some freaking help because the Blue Jays need some freaking help. I know they were facing, you know, Martin Perez, who seems to have stolen Mariano Rivera's cutter and is just using it at, on free will on, on batters. And then they face Jose Barrios, who is now leading the league in wins with, with that six win he got and is one of the best young pitchers in the game. I don't fault them for, for losing to Barrett, but that there's no, like, there's no learning. There's no progress that there's no better at bats. Like, and, and you look at like Teoscar Hernandez going up there, like bunting, which that, that's another decision. We need to have a talk with Charlie Montoya about how about we don't bunt with the free swinging power hitting left fielder when you have a catcher that's batting 135 and may be more useful for bunting purposes. And like, like, I mean, Freddie Galvis had another 0-4 night. We knew Freddie Galvis was going to come back down to earth after that hot start he had as a Blue Jay. That, that was not permanent Freddie Galvis. This is more like Freddie Galvis. Although he didn't even strike out, which congratulations to him on that. But just there's there's no rhythm. There's no rhyme. There's no reason in this Blue Jays offense anymore. And it's just getting sad to watch. And there's like Vlad Jr. is getting the night off today. And Charlie Montoyo said he might not even pinch hit or anything like that if needed. Just I, I do agree with that. If only to give him some time to like, you know, as we said last week, kind of sit still coming back into form after having to miss time with the oblique injury. But there, there's, there's nothing good going for this lineup right now. There's nothing consistently going good. You can point to like, oh, Grichuk's hit safely in, what is it, like seven of eight games or something like that. He, he's not doing the damage he needs to do as a, as a three hitter. He's not putting enough power in the ball. Justin Smoke's not putting enough power in the ball. Rowdy Telez is not making contact with the ball. And that is the problem with this team. It it's a it's a bunch of guys who can't find the ball right now. And 
maybe today the answer will come because they face Kyle Gibson and Kyle Gibson is like a human batting practice machine, just the way he's been pitching. So maybe tonight's the night that the Blue Jays can actually put a run on the scoreboard and, you know, give the 12,000 fans something to cheer for because they're, they're the diehards. They are the true believers. They deserve a little more than what they've gotten from this team on this homestand, like a 150 combined batting average from these, from these two nights, just not acceptable. So go out there, start attacking Kyle Gibson from the get go. Like yeah, this piece on the score today, like, Oh, the twins are using this aggressive hitting to, to be, be successful at the plate. I, it, it's a little better than that. It's smart aggression out of Minnesota. I'm not seeing smart aggression out of the Blue Jays batters. I'm just seeing blind aggression, which is not helping Aaron Sanchez get wins. It's not helping the fans enjoy themselves. It's not helping anyone. So that, I get, I guess, in a roundabout way, that's that's what we're going for tonight. Just just do something off Kyle Gibson. Don't let Kyle Gibson, you know, turn in seven scoreless innings because Kyle Gibson's not that pitcher anymore. He should not be able to do that to a, a any team. So that's what we're looking for tonight. We will be right back after this break to talk about even more serious stuff and more pertinent things to life in general right after this. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so... I'm going to break away from the Blue Jays for the second half of this because there are more important societal things to talk about. And yet again, it's bad. And yet again, it involves the Cubs because the Cubs are the new garbage team. They are a garbage fire. And I'm I'm sorry. I have friends who like the Cubs. Your team is disgusting. Your front office is disgusting. And... The latest sign of that came today when Addison Russell was officially promoted, quote unquote, from AAA um, after his 40 game suspension came to an end, which, first of all, not even close to what it should have been. Like, I mean, if if you threw the book at Roberto Soda, quote unquote, throwing the book and you gave him 75 games for one night uh, incident, Addison Russell tortured his wife for years and you gave him 40 games for it that's a little over a month that is not appropriate punishment at all for MLB and you know until they actually get serious and start saying you're done for a year you're done for multiple years it will continue to be laughable the punishment that they try to deal out but anyway fine Addison Russell is able to be activated today um, <laughs> for the Cubs to just completely try and wallpaper over this, like, like Addison Russell is now that ugly half eaten moose head on the wall and the Cubs just tried to wallpaper over it. Like that was never going to work, but they tried. Oh, how they tried. 
like, oh, he's totally changed. He's 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 gonna he's really sorry about everything, and he's he's just gonna go work on his ground balls. And like, there's there's no keeping him down for repentance. There's no you know giving him time to think. You're just like, oh, served your served your penalty. Come on back up. But to to callously throw out, yeah, he's he's totally redeemed, and that's the narrative we want. And to go to media members and pressure them into saying that instead of actually, you know, doing reporting and giving their their input on that. And that that that's just another, you know, mark on the wall of just horrible things that the Cubs are doing. And I'm I'm trying really hard not to swear because this whole Addison Russell situation makes me angry. And it was made even worse by Cubs fans who, again, I know some people who are Cubs fans. They they are, for the most part, good people. But the Cubs fan base in general is a cesspool that deserves to be extinguished or drained or something. Because when word got out through three different reporters that... The Cubs have been pressuring the media to paint Addison Russell in a better light. Give him that redemptive halo glow of someone who's mended their ways without seeing any freaking proof, any contrition out of Addison Russell. And and basically asking people to lie. Three reporters confirmed that. But no, the Cubs decided to attack the only woman reporter... Cheryl Ring, and set a horde of Twitter trolls and and basically internet garbage subhumans after her to the point where she had to quit writing. And she had a piece earlier today on uh, on um, all, heels on the field, which I tweeted out earlier because I was pr- pretty shook and thought that it needed to be read. Just the absolute garbage that was thrown her way. And again, I'm trying so hard not to swear at these people, but these people make me sick. They might actually be worse than... No, it it's not... It... I'm really debating whether or not it's worse what they did or or the Cubs front office did. Because, like, like the Cubs front office did it for money, essentially. They, they need help. They don't even need the help. They needed the help earlier. But they, they don't really need the help. Not sure what Addison Russell is going to give them from a baseball standpoint. But they were motivated by money. They want to win. They want another ring. So they did horrible things to try and, and fudge it in that point. These fans who sent direct threats to a reporter, who harassed a reporter on every conceivable avenue that they had, they're worse because they're not even getting anything out of this. They are, they are not getting a- Addison Russell going up to the, oh, thank you so much for threatening this reporter. They're not getting, like, Cubs front office, like, here's two tickets for a game for... for for just cowing that reporter into submission. No, they're they're doing it for sheer selfish reasons 
and throwing people under the bus in blind pursuit of some fleeting fame for a team that does not even care about them. The Cubs don't care about anyone. The Cubs see everyone as as dollar figures, much like most businesses, most teams in this league see people as dollar figures. They don't care about you. So why not make the decision to be a good human being and and not not even just go go out of your way to try and, you know, defend someone who's been harassed. Go out of the out of your way to try and you know stand up for what's more morally right. How about you just don't be a subhuman trash demon? How about how about you just think about what you say? Hmm, should should I threaten to force myself upon this woman and and use her personal problems uh, as an attack would that be a good thing would i like that if that happened to me you know just think about it for one second i know none of those none of those assholes and there we go i i tried i tried i couldn't do it i i couldn't do it i'm sorry but it just ticks me off so much it's it's the it, it's it's things like that that make you wonder just what is worth saving in humanity. Hearing stories like that, hearing people go out of their way to try and hurt someone who's doing their job, doing doing work to expose things that are wrong in this world, and you just pile on like that. That's the kind of screwed up mentality that wrecks things for everyone. It's why people can't have nice things anymore. So, I'm sorry. I, I really almost made it without swearing. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm ashamed of myself. Anyway, that, that's what I have to say on that. Um, hopefully the game goes well tonight and we have positive things to talk about. I, I feel like I've been wishing for that for like the past week and a half and it hasn't happened but whatever we press on and if you all want to join me on that journey you can follow me on twitter yes it's still there um it's neoac18 that's neoac18 uh you can follow the podcast on twitter at locked on jays um you can follow it on facebook on instagram on all those things um, if you're not subscribed to the podcast, you can do so on Himalaya. Uh, you can do so on Spotify, on Stitcher, on Google Podcasts, on Apple Podcasts. However you get podcasts, you'll be able to subscribe and review and, you know, show support because sometimes that's all you can do is show support for someone. I did my best to try and show support for Cheryl today because what she had to go through was something I do not wish on mild enemies. I do wish it on those Cubs fans. I hope their lives are freaking ruined. I I hope they have to live in a ditch. I hope all their electronics are broken and do not work. Anyway, I I'm that's it. That's all I'm gonna say on that. So Hopefully tomorrow we have a win to talk about in the off day. If not, 
I'm sure we can talk about, you know, what's wrong with Vladimir Guerrero Jr. again. There will be something to talk about. There always is in Blue Jays Nation, and we bring that to you every day. So for everyone here at the Lockdown Podcast Network and for everyone at jaysfromthecouch.com, I've been Ryan Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to today's podcast, and y'all take care.